All right, so last week I released an episode. It was an interview with Stacy Ifa, who is the executive director of Say La Freedom, which is a faith-based anti-human trafficking organization based out of Tampa. Prior to that, I had recorded a solo episode where I just kind of shared my experience with the movie Sound of Freedom and then shared my thoughts on what the movie is about, which is human trafficking and in particular the sex trafficking of children. And so that's what this episode is. Just a disclaimer up front here. The conversation is heavy and it could be disturbing for certain listeners. So if you feel like you could be negatively affected by this type of content, then I just encourage you to skip this episode. But I really wanted to just share my heart on this matter. It's such a darkness that's plaguing our planet today. And, and why I, I believe everybody needs to get out there and to see this movie if you haven't done so already. The movie has had phenomenal, phenomenal success thanks to just so many people all around this country that are just getting out there and going to see the movie and getting out there in community and buying tickets and paying it forward and re- buying out movie theaters for other people to see it for free. And it's just an incredible thing that's happening. And I really believe that what this could be is more than just a movie that we get fired up about for a month, and then a month later we're not talking about it anymore. This this needs to become a revolution so that we can continue to shine light in dark places and bring an end to this just grossest of injustices that's happening in our world today. So I do appreciate you guys so much for being here and checking out this episode, and uh, just uh, bless you as you listen. Thanks again. If you have not seen the movie yet, Sound of Freedom, I just with all my heart want to encourage you to get out there and do it. Now, the movie is intense. Make your own decision on that if you feel like it's something you can handle or not handle. Make the decision for yourself. You know, if it's something that you feel like is good for your kids or bad for your kids or whatever the case may be. I went and saw the movie last night. And so right now when I'm recording this, it's July 7th. The movie came out on the 4th of July. And I saw it last night with my 12-year-old son, Elijah. I wasn't 100% sure what to expect from the movie. I knew it was going to be intense. I knew it was going to be dark. I've had several conversations with my son, Elijah, about um, this kind of world of human trafficking and stuff like that. And so he's very, very mature for his age, I believe. And so I made the decision. I felt like it was fine to bring him. I was a little bit nervous about it, but he, he was okay. He did a good job. So that's my situation. So depending on how you know, you feel about all this kind of stuff. Obviously, it's completely up to you. But I just encourage you, um, if you can make it happen, get out there and see this movie. Number one, to support what they're doing because they need our support. This is coming from an organization, from a you know media company that doesn't. They're not like rolling in like millions and millions of dollars. This is something that is a passion project. It's a labor of love, and they can really, really use our support. Now, they've done a really, really amazing thing through uh, Angel Studios. So if you go to angel.com slash freedom, you may have already seen some of this stuff on social media, but if you go to angel.com slash freedom, and look, I don't have any kind of sponsor. This is, I don't have any kind of stake in this, just so you know, like this is just something that I want to put this out there for anybody that maybe hasn't had a chance to to become aware of this yet. So uh, angel.com slash freedom. There's people all over the country that have just been purchasing free tickets. 
well, excuse me, they're not purchasing free tickets. They're purchasing tickets. They're spending money on the tickets so that people can go and see this movie for free. So if you don't have the money, if money's too tight right now to get to the movies, don't let that be an excuse. Go to angel.com slash freedom. Do it quickly because I don't know how long it's going to last. And um, you more than likely, depending on where you live, but more than likely you'll be able to find um, where you can claim a free ticket to go see the movie uh, somewhere nearby where you live. I know that they haven't been released into every single movie theater either. And so I, if you do have to drive a little bit, I just want you to know it's worth it. It's The movie is great. The dramatization of the movie is great. The acting is great. Um, the, the feel of the movie is great. They've done a very, very good job as far as it just being a good movie. It's, it's a movie that stands and holds up. But if you're not aware of what Sound of Freedom is, it is based on a true story. Um, it's based on uh, the actions of a man by the name of Tim Ballard. He's a real life person. I would encourage you to uh, check out some other podcasts that he's done where he's, uh, you know, talked about the behind the scenes kind of stuff about this world. He was, I think for 12 years, he was an agent for uh, the Department of Homeland Security. And uh, this doesn't come out in the movie, but he was actually called upon to start a, a division within Homeland Security. Forgive me, I don't have like the the right like actual language and terminology the technical language for this but he was called upon to start a i think it was a task force or something like that to go after this area of child trafficking of, of human the the trafficking of children and so he dove into this world and it just became something for him that really became a calling and even to the point where, you know, I don't want to give a lot of stuff away from them. I don't really want to give anything away from the movie, but you'll see in the movie where he makes some pretty tough decisions in terms of his personal life and his family in order to go and to just do what he believed with all of his heart. That was a calling from the Lord to go and to rescue children to rescue children from the clutches of of human traffickers that were exploiting them for you know the sexual gratification of perverted people and it what this movie does is it really sheds light again in a dramatized way but um but but i think very true to life tim ballard had um, a lot of involvement and i believe that from everything that i've heard even from him that the movie is very very well done very you know true to life and it really sheds light on something that needs that we desperately need for this to come to the light now of course you're aware of human trafficking you know that it's a real thing but if you haven't done a deep dive into what this is really all about and what this actually looks like you might be surprised to find out just how advanced how much just this this virus has spread throughout all sectors of society how it's spread where you live in the city where you live it's going on it's going on that little kids are living in cages or living in just deplorable conditions and they're being sold multiple times a day to people to adults perverted people who want to use them to gratify their own perverted sexual desires. It's the worst. It is the worst thing that I can think of that goes on in our planet today. It is so pervasive. Statistics come out in the movie and you can look these things up on your own, but they say 2 million 
children a year, 2 million new children a year are being pulled into this world of where they're being trafficked, where they're being sold for sexual purposes. And it's, it's unbelievable. It's unfathomable. You might have an idea of what human trafficking looks like. You know, maybe you've seen a movie about it. You know, one movie that I really, really love that I thought they did a fantastic job of kind of exposing the the underbelly of of what this looks like in the world is the, the movie Taken with Liam Neeson. And we look at that and we say, oh, yeah, like that's what human trafficking is. And we don't realize that it's actually going on right under our noses where we live here in the good old U.S. of A. in whatever city you live in. It's going on in every single state in our nation. And it's going on all over the world, but it's often, you know, kids being lured away, uh, lured into something through a process of time, through a process of grooming, sometimes for a long period of time, very often through social media or something that seems very, very innocent at first. And then just slowly just becomes this thing where kids are being pulled in, they're being sucked in and it's happening right under our noses. And we just need to be aware of it. And so that's what this movie does. It does a great job of raising awareness. And I know that behind this movie that there's actually going to be other movies that talk about this as well. But behind this movie, there's also going to be some like documentary type stuff that comes out. And I encourage you to just keep your eyes open for that kind of of thing because one thing that the movie does the movie really it gets us out there right it gets us out there in community with other people watching it in a movie theater becoming aware of it you know it's going to definitely pull at your heartstrings it's going to put a pit in your stomach that you're not going to you know know what to do with and that's a good thing because we need to be moved to action and so that's what that's one of the things that this movie does but behind it um, the documentary stuff is really going to show more. It's going to be able to go more into depth on things that they can't do in a two-hour movie, right? And so I, I think it's it's really genius. I believe that it's led of the Lord, the way that they're going about this, the way that they're presenting it. And I just think that it is so timely. One of the things that really, really interested me to find out is that this movie, Sound of Freedom, they actually finished production on it in 2018. And they weren't able to get it released until just now. So basically five years that this thing was ready to be released and they couldn't get it released because they had so much opposition. Now, one of the places of opposition came from uh, the rights to the to the movie were with a particular studio that was then acquired by Disney. And then Disney decided they wanted to put this thing on the shelf and not let it get released. So they had to fight to get the rights to the movie back so they can get it done. COVID happened. Like there were all of these things that happened throughout the process that delayed it until just now. Powers that be thought that, you know, this wasn't the kind of movie that people were going to want to, you know, pay a lot of money for and whatever. And so, of course, you know, cash is king, right? And so they didn't allow it to be released for a long time because they thought it was going to, it wasn't going to be the cash cow that they typically want a movie to be. And so even now, you know, they, they had to fight to get into the theaters that they're in. They're not in every theater. And so Angel Studios, so angel.com slash freedom, um, you can go there. You can buy a ticket 
or, or, a, or a pack of tickets even for other people. I've heard about some really phenomenal people that are out there like buying up just entire theaters so that people can go and see this movie and they don't have to pay for it. People are paying it forward, getting a free ticket. And then there's like a pay it forward feature on there where like people are going in and they're getting a free ticket. And then they're just being so impacted by this movie that they're wanting to go and pay it forward to somebody else. I mean, this is a big deal. And this, this really can become a, a good positive sort of cultural revolution that can cause us to really get out there and do some things and, and create so much awareness around this that it can't help but change. This is an industry that requires darkness in order to thrive. But to be honest with you, there's there's a definite agenda today for some people to normalize this kind of stuff to normalize this kind of grotesque, disgusting, perverted behavior. You have an agenda of certain people that are wanting to stop using the term pedophile and instead they want to use the term, um, what, what do they call it, minor attracted persons or minor attracted people. Why would they do that? Well, because they want to dignify people that have these particular fetishes. And that's what they want to do. They want to call it a fetish and they don't want to call it what it really is. They don't want to call it a sick and twisted perversion. They, there's an agenda of people out there. I don't know who these people are. It's like the proverbial they <laughs> that are out there. <laughs> Maybe you can speculate who they are better than I can. But all I know is that there's an, there's, there's an indefinite agenda for some people that have some kind of a stake in this that are wanting to change the way we see this. And we see this all the time, it just from, from how young things are getting in school systems across the country, how, how much they're, they're just putting uh, just sexually explicit material out there for our children, teaching children in schools about masturbation, teaching children about different ways to gratify themselves and other people sexually, just the, the way that this stuff is being presented to children, it's a grooming process. I believe that is happening and it is opening up our children for exploitation and it's opening up our children to become object of somebody else's perverted fantasy and it's being done in such a way that they're it's like it's trying to become more and more normalized like they're trying to desensitize us particularly desensitized children more and more and it makes them more vulnerable and more susceptible when they try to make and there is an agenda out there and it hasn't made it there yet but it's out there and there's people that are pushing for it and they've been pushing for it for years for this thing, for like this sexual perversion of being attracted to, to to minors, which again, just to use the the <laughs> the term that they're trying to make unacceptable, pedophilia, they're trying to tout that as a sexual preference. And if they are able to do that, and it's able, and it gets to the point where that's an acceptable form of sexual preference, like anything else, then what that does is that more and more and more, it's going to open up children to being exposed, to being exploited, to being used for the sexual gratification of adults. And it's disgusting. And I, we just, we, we have to be aware. We, we, we have to be aware of what's going on so that we can, in, in whatever way we might be <laughs> you know, called to, to do it, just to be able to, to fight for, for what's right. It, it's, it's so important. I mean, this is, I, I walked out of the movie 
after seeing it and got in the car and me and my 12 year old son, we were driving home. And I was pretty quiet because I was just processing and, and I was very, very impacted by what I saw. But I, I started talking to my son and I was like, you know, how, how are we not right now? Everybody, all of us, like every one of us that was just in that movie theater, how are we not just dropping? Like, how are we not waking up tomorrow and just dropping everything? And just giving everything toward this, toward ending this, this atrocity, this disgusting thing that's going on in our world today. And I don't know the answer to that question. Like I've, I, I, I know that there's something burning inside of me just from a personal standpoint where I want to be involved in this. And I don't know how yet. I know one of the ways, if you're not personally boots on the ground involved, one of the best ways that you can get involved in something like this is to give, is to support. Support an organization, whether it's a local organization or a national organization or whatever you know it might be, but to lend your support to organizations that are out there that are rescuing people out of human trafficking, that are rehabilitating them, that are leading them through a process of healing. I'm, I'm about to do, uh, to have an interview just in a, in a couple of days with the executive director of an organization called Selah Freedom, which is out of Tampa. It's a faith-based anti-human trafficking organization. And they build awareness and they and they, and they do prevention type stuff. And they also rescue people from human trafficking. And they lead people through an educational process of, of healing and restoring them back to the sem a semblance of a, of a normal life after being caught up and swept up into this world where they'd been exploited for however long. And it's amazing. It's amazing what they're doing. And I can't wait to get in there and to have this conversation. So if it's supporting an, an organization like that or finding out how, how, how you can get involved, but it's just something that we just, we, we can't ignore it. And it's one of these things, like so many other things that go on in our world today, where it's like, we hear about it, we know about it, but because it's not affecting us personally, we can easily let it just kind of get out of our minds and we can just forget about it and go on with our life. Now, I'm not saying that every single person on this planet and every single person listening to this podcast is like called to just dive into, you know, this world and start giving all their money to it and stuff like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I, at the very least, I just want to use this small platform that I have to just kind of express my heart, my feelings, and just lend in any way that I can to building awareness because it is such a big issue. It is such an important issue and it's, it's happening. It's happening where you live. It's happening where you live. It's happening right now. It's happening all around us and it's happening in really incredible ways, unbelievable ways. I mean, we're talking about the human trafficking, $160 billion a year industry. And that number is growing. And here's the thing. The U.S. is like essentially the number one consumer. So that means that there are people, there are many people, there are millions of people out there that are involved in this world. <clears throat> I mean, we're talking about 2 million kids a year being pulled into it. There, there's a, there's a demand or excuse me, there's a, there's a supply because there's a demand and there's a growing supply because there's a growing demand. This problem is getting worse. 
there are more slaves in our world today than at any other time in human history. And we don't even think about it. I mean, most of us go through most of our days, most of our weeks without even considering it, without even thinking about it, even though it's happening right under our noses because it's happening in the darkness and we don't realize that it's happening and because it isn't affecting us personally. I'm not saying this to be condemning or judging or anything like that. I'm just saying this is the reality of the situation. And so I'm so grateful to these people that have been so brave to really just put their lives and their careers and their reputation on the line and their finances. I mean, I heard an interview with uh, with uh, Tim Ballard where he said that he basically had to give up. He couldn't remember what the number was, but he thought it was something like $12 million <laughs> that he gave up in terms of because he was so close to to where his pension was going to be vested uh, from with the Department of Homeland Security from working for the government for all those years. His pension was uh, like within a year of being fully vested. And the situation was such that he had to quit his job so that he could personally go and make a difference in the lives of children overseas that were being exploited for sexual purposes. And we're talking about a man with six kids and a wife. Oh, man, just the bravery, the bravery of, of, of these people to just put it on the line, to put themselves at risk. And, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And I recognize that there are people out there that, that that's their calling and that's what they're called to do. Uh, but I just, I'm just so grateful to um, the men and women that have put this, this movie together. Of course, those that are out there actually, you know, on the front lines and that are out there running these rescue missions and that are out there rehabilitating people and and educating people and and doing prevention and awareness classes, educating parents and educating students and teenagers and all this kind of stuff. It's just so incredible. And if if you're not aware of any organizations in your area, in your city, I just encourage you to just Google some stuff and, and reach out and just see how you can kind of be a part in any way that you possibly can. But I just want to encourage you again. I just want to do my small part. In, and if it only helps like one person just to become a little bit more aware than they were before, then to me, that will have been worth it. And it's just uh, it's just such a pervasive issue and problem in our world today that we have to do something about it. It has to change. It has to change. And I think that, you know, meaningful change really starts with raising awareness because as long as this just keeps happening in the dark, darkness is going to continue to spread. And we don't even realize, you know, some of the things that are going on. I mean, the, the pornography industry is insane. It is insanely, absurdly huge. The amount of pornographic material that's being produced and being consumed, it's unbelievable. And a lot of people don't realize that the pornography industry is directly linked to the human trafficking industry. The nature of sexual you know, perversion and sexual appetite and sexual gratification, uh, like sexual gratification outside of the lordship of Jesus, you know, like in and in, in the plan of God for husband and wife within the, within the sanctity of marriage. When we start seeking sexual gratification and pleasure from other places, right? And other sources, 
that that sexual lust it it's not satisfied it doesn't stay satisfied with like in, in other words somebody who is really getting into you know pornography and, and stuff like that and it's becoming habitual and it's becoming an addiction what happens with any addiction and they say they've done studies on this and not christian organizations regular secular you know scientific organizations that have done studies and they said that pornography is as addictive if not more so as heroin and it's that same thing. It's that dopamine release, that chemical release in the brain that causes people to go back to it again and again and again. But the nature of any kind of perversion or any kind of addiction is that what satisfies today is probably not going to hit the same way a year from now. And so the nature of the of the pornography industry is that people keep pushing the goalposts further and further and further. Stuff keeps getting darker and more twisted and more sadistic. And the nature of this, when we allow sexual perversion to run amok and to control us, then what happens is it just eventually gets to that point where, oh, this doesn't satisfy anymore, so I've got to go a little bit further. And that doesn't satisfy anymore, so a little bit further. And darker and deeper and deeper to the point that there are people out there that are slowly but surely making that transition to things that are darker. For some people, it starts getting younger and it starts getting violent and it starts getting into this realm where now we're dealing with people that are being exploited and forced into producing material that's being used by the pornography industry. And so the pornography industry is is really there's there's a there's a lot of driving force uh, just connected between the pornography industry and the human trafficking industry and of course there's people out there that are producing this material that are producing child sex material and all this kind of stuff and then at the same time on the other side of it we have a world today with an agenda to sexualize our children more and more and more we've talked about this on some other podcasts as well I recently did another one with Amy Davison just a couple of episodes back. That was, I think, a really, really great conversation. She showed, she shared some incredibly value, incredibly valuable insights. And I ended up going to, uh, I, I looked at some stuff that they had posted on the Mama Bear Apologetics Facebook page, where they had shared some information, some uh, just some pages uh, directly out of um, some curriculums that are coming from middle schools and high schools. And I was shocked. There's not a whole lot that shocks me, but I was shocked by some of the stuff, some of just the explicit and just twisted and perverted stuff that's being taught to children. It's unbelievable. And it's going on in our world today. And it's causing kids to be desensitized. It's causing society in general to become desensitized. And so we've got this stuff happening in the darkness that it's right under our noses, but it's hidden. And then we've got some other stuff that's happening where it's out in plain sight. And these two worlds are just kind of feeding off of each other. And it's just, um, we can't be okay with it. We can't stand for it. We can't ignore it. And so, again, I just wanted to get on here and talk a little bit and share some thoughts. It was probably like pretty incoherent because, again, I'm not an expert on this stuff. But 
I, I just want to do my part to just lend any kind of awareness that I possibly can to what's going on here. Get out, see the movie Sound of Freedom. If you can't afford a ticket right now, go to angel.com slash freedom and see if there's still free tickets available. If you can afford tickets and you have extra money, um, you know, maybe you want to consider doing one of those pay it forward things and providing a ticket for somebody else to go and see the movie. Get out there and see it. And and I think that this is something that that just deserves our support right now. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment or a review on one of the podcast platforms or on the Facebook page. Thanks again. I'll see you next time.